L.O.P. in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, get the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 58. Episode 58 is titled Growing and Glowing. I got my good friend Mary Hemphill on the show with me. What's going on? Hey, how are Thank you? Thank you for listening. Bang, bang. I appreciate <laughs> you. you. For, for those that don't know, that haven't really listened to the show, I told y'all. So when I was in high school, I moved to North Carolina and I finished high school here and I met Mary. Mary was one of the coolest people I ever met and I felt like she was smarter than everybody. <laughs> I felt like Mary was smarter than everybody, man. I wish we had classes together so I could cheated off <laughs> that would have been great but I, we made it you know high school yes. is cool what's going on with you these listen days? listen i'm actually living in raleigh now that is great super excited so you are in the capital of I'm north carolina in the capital of north carolina nice that's from what i'm hickory, talking about north from hickory north carolina yes when you when you come back to hickory right mm-hmm. do, how do you feel when you come back because this is home for you it's it, is it is it humbling it's humbling that's great that's it is great humbling. it has to be it has to be humbling. Do you get to see like a lot of people that you were friends with and growing up? And family? A couple of them. Okay. A couple of them. And just to yeah. be able to see how everybody's grown and yes. evolved and their families. Yes. And I feel like, you know, even when you move away, no matter what you do uh-huh. to come home, yeah. it's the most humbling thing ever because that, that's where you started. That's how I feel when I go back to Brooklyn. I feel like I'm at home. Like, yeah. you know, what I have my favorite restaurants and things like that. Uh-huh. And it's, it's great. To, you know what? No matter where you go, I, I travel a lot and you travel a lot. Mm-hmm. So... The greatest feeling in the world is when you get off that plane and you're home. That's yes. the greatest feeling. I don't care how much fun you had on vacation. Home is home. Like, exactly. In the comfort of your own space. Exactly. That's what it is. But we are here today. And um, Mary has the title of doctor on her. Can you explain to everybody what, what's what? Because I don't want to do it. I want you to do it. Thank you. I want, I want you to let the people know what's going on. Absolutely. So I am Dr. Mary Hemphill. I'm the CEO and founder of the Limitless Lady LLC and the Limitless Leader Program. Yes. And I was fortunate enough when I left Hickory High, I was a North Carolina teaching fellow. Nice. So I got to go to Meredith College, which was in Raleigh. Okay. And um, after that four years, the beautiful part about that scholarship is I was able to come back. Yes. You have to give four years of service to the state. I didn't know that. Yes. Just for like a certification. Just for the certification and to pay back that scholarship. Yeah. I would have did the four years. (laughs) Listen, man. And and it was a blessing because I actually got to be able to go back to Southwest Elementary where I had been a third grade student. Oh, that's great. So to be able to sit where my students had sat, to be able to say I played in the streets, I was part of that community was amazing. And then went on to get my master's at Western Carolina mm-hmm. University. So another public institution. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But then after I had become um, assistant principal, yes. I had the opportunity to go to North Carolina A&T, Aggie Pudding. Okay. Um, and got my PhD in leadership oh, studies from A&T. That's what I'm talking about. I'm feeling a lot of Dr. Huxtable energy right now, everybody. <laughs> Mary is a big deal. But So I wanted to ask you what... There's like a high sense of North Carolina pride that comes from you, and I think that's great. I think no matter where you could be from the mountains and the Appalachian, you should really be proud of where you come from. What was it like growing up in North Carolina? Well, when I said humbling, I absolutely mean it. 
because mm-hmm. everywhere I travel, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to somebody from New York yeah. or if I'm in LA yes. or whether or not I just connected with some individuals down in Georgia. Okay. And every time you say North Carolina, yes. people give you that, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> kind of because it's, it doesn't have that stigma. Yeah, no, Simply true. because there's so many different types of people and communities in yeah. North Carolina. But what I will say is, I got a sense of family mm-hmm. and absolutely, like you said, when yes. you get off that plane, you're home. Yes. I know that no matter what happens, mm-hmm. I can always come back to Hickory, North Carolina, mm-hmm. even if it's not my family. Yeah. My old fourth grade teacher just ran into my mom last week. That's and was like, Tell Mary I said hello. That is crazy. Yeah. And in these bigger cities, mm-hmm. not to say that they're, they don't have their pros and cons, every city does, yeah. but that sense of community and yeah. that sense of like, I know that absolutely. the people from Hickory are a mm-hmm. hundred thousand percent behind me. And I tell people that a lot. You you don't get that in a lot of big cities. Mm-mm. Like anymore. At one point you did. Growing up in mm-hmm. Brooklyn, we got that. But as Brooklyn grew, it lost it. Yes. It, it lost it. And I get yeah. a lot of that in South Carolina because on my mother's side, my grandparents were from South Carolina, like way deep down in like the Geechee area where everybody sounds Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> when we go back, it's like nothing. It's one area where everybody's related. And I get the house hop. Absolutely. <laughs> you know I, I love mean? it. So it's it's a it's a good thing to have that feeling because you always have a sense of security, I guess, mm-hmm. that comes with mm-hmm. it. But it always did I'm and I'm guilty of this, right? We all kind of get big headed sometimes. But that will bring you back down the way you need to be. Like, listen, chill out before it gets taken <laughs> away from you. So and I say this all the time to remind myself, yes. you know what I mean? But I want to also ask you, okay, was it a hard transition going from a small, well, Hickory's not a town anymore, it's more like a city, because right. it's kind of a bigger area right. here, but was it a hard transition going from here to Raleigh? Because Absolutely. Raleigh's pretty big, and, and it, was it a culture shock? It was a definite culture shock, and specifically because I was there as a 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old oh, yeah. in school. To go back as a yeah. like full thriving adult, yes. Um, and you know when you're in college, do you have money to do anything? Yes. So then when you go back, you're yeah. like exploring the city, yeah. And a culture shock because mm-hmm. Hickory being smaller, everybody's sort of knowing everyone. Yeah. You go from being like you t- were talking about, just making sure you stay yeah. humble. Yeah. You go from being a big fish in a little pond to a big fish in an ocean. Yes. And yeah. so you have to find yourself, mm-hmm. you have to brand yourself, you, you have to create your network. Thank you for saying that because there's a lot of young kids listening to this now mm-hmm. when I check the analytics and I'm glad that you said it because they might listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you for saying it. It's like, it's like that Frank Ocean song where he says swim good. Yes. You got to know how to swim good. You really have to. And, and I'm, the, what you're saying that it reminds me of when I moved down here, I was a teenager with a driver's license and I was driving back to New York. And um, so it was kind of like, oh, look what I could do now. You know what I mean? Even though I kind of, you know, I kept my, you know, stuff under control, but it was kind of like, I felt like I had a superpower Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So you kind of have to know how to like stay in your lane somewhat. You do. Especially, and I've been in Raleigh. You can, there's a lot of fun in Raleigh. Uh I I feel like our generation had more fun in this generation. Absolutely. Not just because of the (laughs) pandemic, just we were just lit. You know Uh what I mean? Uh they'll, They'll never know what it's like to be in a club, you know. Sweaty dancing a little John. They won't know what exactly. that's like. They won't know. Y'all would listen, man. Exactly. I know he, there's a lot of kids with the drill movement and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but you just had to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, we had you had to be. I'm kind of glad that we got to do that. I am so glad. Like yeah. when I think back to yesterday. Oh yeah. Oh and, man. Or even parties at Morris Ferry yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just everybody coming together. Yeah. Great. Fun, yeah. great music, great vibes, and like yeah. core memories that I'll never forget. It was cool because when I, I was when I came here and I was like, oh, I can go to the club because I was used to go to house parties, uh-huh. which was dangerous. 
uh-huh. very dangerous in New York. But when I got to go there, and I'm like, oh, fight it to a breakout. I'm not involved. It's great. Let me go every Friday. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> it, it was it was it was wild because you got to see like who was like cool outside of school yes. when you went to yesterday. Yeah, because the kids that thought they they weren't really that cool. So being school cool and club cool was two totally, totally different, different, different things. things. And I was notorious with it. The club, okay, all right, I got a confession, right? The clothes I was wearing yesterday's I wore to school that day. I was like, yeah, I'm dressed, I'm just staying like this all day. And then one time my brother was like, why are you doing this? Right, right. <laughs> it was weird. It, it was, was weird. But hey, listen, I was in high school. I can I can do that, you know? But I, I think it's great that this area had that. It's mm-hmm. sad they don't have that. Anymore. Exactly. And or a sense of where people can go, no. especially our young people, mm-hmm. to be safe yes. and to be around adults who yes. care about them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know that when they're not with you, that yeah. they're going to be okay. I yeah. think we've lost that as a mm-hmm. community. And we, we really have. I, I try to be like the type of adult. If I see your kid in the street, I don't mm-hmm. even know them. If they need help, I'm going to help them. Because I would want the same thing or one have, would have wanted the same thing when I was a kid. Absolutely. And you, you don't really get that. You get adults that talk down to kids mm-hmm. nowadays. And, and I feel like a lot of these kids, the reason why they don't fully respect older people is mm-hmm. because the older people don't give them respect. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. kind of get a sense of if that person is going to respect them off the rip. And tell I tell older people all the time, if you want respect, you have to give it. Stop Absolutely. thinking that these kids are going to off the rip just bow down to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, you know, these kids are smart nowadays. Exactly. They I are. say all the time, children are literally, they're not like Snapchat. They don't have a filter. <laughs> they don't. And so when they, they see you, when they interact mm-hmm. with you, they talk mm-hmm. with you, they can tell if you're a good mm-hmm. person. Yes, they, they can. They can tell what your motives are. Yes, they can. And they can also tell you if you're faking the funk. This is true. So we this have to really make sure that we're modeling yeah. what we want to see. In this is kid. true. I was, I was at a gas station a couple weeks ago. And a young girl, she had to be like maybe 13, 14, comes up to me. And she was like, sir, uh, can you give me a ride across town? And I wanted to go in a dope mode and be like, you shouldn't even be over here anyway. But I did it because I knew her mother. Yeah. But it, it's I, I really wanted to be like, okay, listen, let's have a, a heart-to-heart talk. Don't be over here anymore. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. But sometimes you can't, you can't always do that. You you don't want them to be like, oh, this person thinks they know everything. Exactly. You know, you just want to make sure the kid is safe and mm-hmm. take them where they're going. Mm-hmm. But I really, I, I see so much going on. Even here in Hickory now, yeah. it's a I go a lot of shootings. A lot of these kids are game banging. I would really like to have a summit to try to get all of them together one day and really talk some sentence. That would be great. I, 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 something I've been like really wanting to do for a while. And if the right people ever listen to this or watch this, holler at me and let me know and let's do it. Well, I'm in. I, it needs to happen. Let's do it. It needs to happen. Absolutely. Because there, there's too much potential with these kids here mm. to really just be trying to. You can't listen. Mm. You can't. I'm let's let's cap. Let's have a <laughs> unfiltered conversation for a minute. You can't have grown up. In a town with no more than X amount of people, know this person's family, be related to this person, and decide to put a blue or red bandana on, yeah, that's not working. Right. You can't exactly. do it. And I, I fault the older guys, too, that's keeping them that. Mm. That's my biggest issue, because kids are only going to do what they're taught or what they mm-hmm. see. Now, you got these older guys that don't know nothing, that are, I hate to call people stupid, but you're, you're a stupid grown man if you haven't seen life and you want to teach these kids to follow that. That right. I'm not with that right. at all. And the fact of the matter is, is there's too much out there for students and yeah. for children. Yeah. They have TikTok. They've got YouTube. Yeah. They've got they the World Wide Web. Yes. And so they can teach them things. They can Scary. they can research things. Yes. And whether they're true or not, mm-hmm. they are going to look to the adult that they love, yes. the adult that's closest to them. Yes, they are. Even if it's an adult they don't love, it's the adult who cares for them. Yes. And they're like, okay, let me mm-hmm. take what I know yeah. and what I see and try to make some type of sense of it. Exactly. And the sense factor needs to be there. Mm-hmm. But hold that thought. It's the Life of Product Podcast. we got to pay these bills real quick. Shouts out to Inca FM. They are doing right by the kid. 
We got to come back uh, with the second part of the show. Don't leave us. We will come back with the heat. Bong, bong. Jill, what up, what up, man? It's your boy, Product. We're now back with the Life of Product Podcast. Shouts out to Inca FM, man. Inca FM is really doing right by the kid. They just do, they're doing the distribution, uh, sponsorship, and shouts out to the other sponsors. Shouts out to Sleep and Trade. If you want to make money while you sleep, go over to www.sleepandtrade.com. Tell me your boy, Product, sent you. Shouts out to G, Joe, Danny, and my boy, Paul. And shouts out to CampbellFitness.com. Campbell Fitness LLC is my people's. Bong, bong, we are back. I got Mary Hempel on the show. What's going on? Listen, I'm just so excited to be here. Great conversation. For, for everybody that's watching on YouTube, show them the Whitney Houston show. Oh, show them, let- show them. You should have came with a snapback to listen, match that. That is, listen, yes. man, we, we, we in here. This is like black excellence, man. No hate on it. We were talking about greatness, and I like what you said. Greatness is expensive. I've never heard anybody say that before. Can you like break down like the meaning behind that? Absolutely. Because you just gave me like, oh, you just really went in on it. Everything <laughs> on the Well, we're talking about, you know, being from history and yeah. having those humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, once you go outside of where you were born, once you go outside of the place where you grew up and that's all you knew, mm-hmm. then you go out to maybe it's a big city, maybe it's a big corporation, mm-hmm. maybe you travel outside the country and you realize yes. that there's so much world and so many people out there Yes, that the minute you decide that you want something different yes. than everybody else around you, mm-hmm. that comes at a cost. It does. Because you can hear people, people that yes. you were friends with, people that are in your family, yes. people that you work with, and they say, oh, well, you think you're better than us because mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Or you're too big for your britches. Yeah. Or look at you. Oh, you, you're too good now to mm-hmm. hang out with us. And yeah. it's because... Yes. You have latched on to something that is unfamiliar to them. Yes, and th- thank you for saying that it was unfamiliar to them. Mm-hmm. They'll never understand it. Exactly. And they'll never understand the position they were supposed to play while you were getting that because they could have got, got some of that mm-hmm. greatness and they could have absorbed it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't. And, and, but does it ever hurt when that absolutely. type of stuff happens? It's oh, absolutely. Hurt. And it, you, It's hurt for me. You know, they don't call mm-hmm. it growing pains. Yeah. <laughs> for nothing. Yes. And so when you grow... Oh, and yeah. when you get, you know, when your mind expands, yes. when your opportunities expand, it hurts yeah. because people who you thought were going to rock with you yeah. to the very end, yes. you look around yes. and they're not there. That hurts. Or you look around and they fall off. Or you mm-hmm. look around and no matter what you put out there, they yeah. don't double tap, they don't they DM, don't. they, they don't, don't like, they don't support. Nothing. And you have to remember that the mm-hmm. level that you're going to is is literally mm-hmm. reminiscent of the people you see around you. But as soon as you blow, oh, listen, what's up, mm-hmm. guys? <laughs> mm-hmm. That word, right there. Word. It, it, it does hurt. It, and I saw something the other day, and it said support doesn't cost anything. A mm-hmm. repost doesn't cost. A like doesn't cost. Free. A share doesn't. All of that stuff is free. free. And some of the people that you... But these same people will be down to go to the club and drink with you on Saturday, but they won't like support the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Even even if even if a person is selling something tangible, right? And they don't if if you don't have the money at that time to buy it, that's fine. Still still help them in some kind of Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And I feel like I feel like that type of support goes further than even buying something. Absolutely. Because if you if you're selling shirts for twenty dollars, you spend twenty dollars with me. Okay, I made twenty dollars. Gas is gonna cost like triple that. Yes. But by you posting it, that's your your fan base or your followers are gonna mm-hmm. see it, mm-hmm. and that's priceless, honestly. Absolutely. And I, I kind of wish more people would adapt. Every other coach adapts this. They do. They, they adapt do. that. And I was so I was reading something when I lived in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And it said the Jewish community, the Asian community, their money folds five to ten times before it leaves the community. Absolutely. So where I come from, Crown Heights. You got this side of Crown Heights, and you have this side of Crown Heights. Mm-hmm. This side is all Black and Hispanic. This side is all Jewish. 
And the Jewish people don't really associate with us. They have their own bakeries. They have all this. They're, they're not going mm -hmm. to the black-owned restaurant mm -hmm. up the block. They're not doing that stuff. And I'm not saying that's how we need to be. But at a certain point, can we, like, support each other mm -hmm. and really put more into us? And the, another unspoken truth that happens when you go to bigger cities. And you travel a lot. I know you've seen this. America is bigger than African-American. Yeah. So it's another issue that I have is you might have people from different communities that are Haitian, Jamaican, Trinidadian, and they don't want to support the other person because mm -hmm. they didn't grow up on the same island and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge issue I've seen in New York growing up. But once you leave that area, people in, in, in Georgia are not going to say, oh, that person's from here. They're just going to look at you like you're black, you know? So we got to chill. We got to exactly. do better, you know? And that's a whole nother conversation. Absolutely. That's, that's a law, man. Y'all ain't ready for that. <laughs> and you know, I was reading something on Instagram the other day, because you get to a point in mm -hmm. your career, you get that's to a point in your life where you're so laser focused that you have to start weeding out, like, who's yeah. really for me, who's really against me. But the you're quote right. said, your enemies are going to help you turn up. Mm. And your friends are going to help you level up. Mary's dropping jewels, yo. She just went J. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to remember, like, there's a time and place for us to turn up, for us to go it to is. the parties, for us to do all those things. There but is. at the end of the day, mm -hmm. the the money, the impact, yes. the building of community comes yes. when you help me level up. You're so right. I, I was, um, I used to, uh, Follow the dude Q from World Star, a really big dude. He was mm -hmm. a really cool dude. Mm -hmm. I met him one time when I worked at the airport. So he ended up following me on social media. Uh -huh. we, we didn't really speak. I think we spoke once. Mm -hmm. He was really cool. So after he followed me, I said, you know what? Let me like really, because this guy was doing big things. Yeah. So I found out that before he started World Star, he was doing, I think, footage for G-Unit. Mm. And you know what he said? They asked him, they said, how hard was it to get where you're at? He said, I, he said when he first started his website, he said, Every Saturday, he didn't go out. He said for a year straight, he sat at home in his bedroom on his laptop yeah. coding, posting videos. And so, but nobody sees that. They only no. saw when he got rich and had the mansion in Miami. Exactly. They didn't see the hard work. This dude went from Queens, New York, in the hood, like Southside, to a mansion in Miami off of a laptop. You know see, what I mean? And that's the other piece. Our young people, they mm -hmm. literally have so many devices and they information don't. out there. And if they knew that thinking yes. is the key to wealth, yes. not yeah. the working, not the hustle, yes. not the grind, mm -hmm. you can think your way out of a problem yes, you before can. you can work your way yes, out you of can. one. And like that story yes. is, is evidence. He had yes. something inside him and he, he gave did. birth to it. And look at the empire he built. It was very inspirational. Yeah. And I think, I think watching that interview changed something in me. Mm -hmm. It changed something in me. And I, I, I spend weekends now where I don't even go out. I'm on my laptop. I'm in here like 2 in the morning uh -huh. since I got like 24 access to the, hour access to the building. Uh -huh. But I would rather do that now and in 10 years be able to do Absolutely. whatever I want to do in life. Absolutely. And so that's the sacrifice. And it's, it's a hard sacrifice, especially Absolutely. with social media. It totally you see everybody is. having fun. You see everybody at the Hooper spots, and you're just like, "Man, I'm on my laptop." I'm just like, mm -hmm. But you know what? You have to do that. You have to. It's a, it's a, it's a. Put it like this, right? It's a sacrifice. You either no matter what you do, you sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So if you go out this weekend, you went out every weekend this month. You just sacrificed money and time four weeks straight that you could have invested mm -hmm. into other things. Mm -hmm. You could have rested those four weeks. You could have, there's a lot of stuff. Yes. So everything comes with a price. And the, when you said social media, mm -hmm. what people latch onto yes. and what they need to remember is that social media is a highly curated yes. 15 second snippet yes, it into is. my life. Yes. And so when you see, you mm -hmm. know, that people are traveling, you see people are hopping out of Bentleys mm -hmm. or you see people are popping bottles. Yeah. What you don't see, like you said, mm -hmm. is, 
the sacrifice of maybe they decided to make a decision and time and energy and money had to be spent. Yes. Yeah. They're in the they're behind the scenes with their teams making yes, decisions and whatnot or what have you. So mm-hmm. just what we see on social media is just the tip of the iceberg. It is. There's so much more that happens mm-hmm. underneath it with highly successful people. Yes. It and is. you also thank don't you see... so much for saying that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But, but what was the other part you were about to say? Well, I was just gonna say you also don't see the people that mm-hmm. help them be successful. Yes. So, to me, those people are more important than the actual absolutely. person. Absolutely. And, and and I've been seeing this for a while. I said and I, I said, um, okay. Even when it comes to music, and I said this on one of my podcasts, mm-hmm. I said we have websites like Splice, Somatic. People are making these melodies now that make it easier for producers. But mm-hmm. what about the people that are making those? What about the people that are writing the, the algorithms, allowing us to download these softwares mm-hmm. and these apps? They get no credit. Absolutely none. None at all. None. And the mm-hmm. other piece is the limelight is one thing, but mm-hmm. always give props to the people in the credit. Yes. Because even though yeah. their face isn't on the screen or mm-hmm. their face isn't on the, the social media, yes. all those people have a skill yes, they do. that it took a to make skill. that artist sound like that, to make that actress mm-hmm. look like that, to make that movie amazing. Yes, they did. They and really so did. those skills are highly, not only yes. valuable, mm-hmm. but they need to be celebrated. And honestly, those people are working harder than the people that we see on the forefront. They're working 10 times harder. Mm-hmm. When the after the, the actor or the actress reads their monologue and they go back to their trailer, uh-huh. these people up for another five, six, seven to ten hours editing. Yes. They're they're putting stuff together. They're fixing. They're doing everything that we don't see. The stuff that they're making the magic happen. Absolutely. And these people, they need so much more credit than we give them. I've, I've met people behind the scenes, and it's it's amazing to see them work. I love it's a, I was on a movie set one time in Jersey. Shouts out to my homeboy David Shonen. We I got to interview you, Dave. You just hit me up recently, man. But um, I was. They were filming a movie in downtown Newark mm-hmm. called uh, Dangerous Place. That was that was on Netflix. It's on Amazon now. Okay. And to see the people, he had a great staff. Mm-hmm. And to see them, everything from this guy rolling up a hundred ropes of long cords mm-hmm. and mic cords, to see it actually happen, and to see him running from here to here and stuff mm-hmm. like it was, it was amazing, mm-hmm. very amazing. And um, these people, these people go to school. And, and stuff like that, they get well educated, and that's another thing that we don't talk about. Every okay, I'm all for coming up in self education, but education is key, it's very mm-hmm. important. And I think in a black community, we value the street hustler more than the person that ate ramen for eight years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, it's, let me tell you hurts. something. There's been a shift too, because what we're starting to see is that the four year degree, the the masters, the doctorate. People are literally gaining six and seven figure careers mm-hmm. from skills that they learned in a course. Yes. So we cannot underestimate the power of education, yeah. whether it's formal and mm-hmm. you have the papers, the degrees, mm-hmm. or you have life and you yeah. have experience yeah. and you've been in this job or you've been in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. People are capitalizing this off of the education that life gives you. This is, And that's another thing, too. And I too. love it. It's crazy. I was looking into getting my A plus certification mm-hmm. uh, a while back. So I was, I was like, oh, I already know. Um, I knew a little bit about it. Then I wanted my Citrix certification because I worked at a job where we use Citrix, mm-hmm. right? Then mm-hmm. I went on Groupon and I saw like the massive three hundred dollar discount to take the. I was like, word, I'm going. St-. <laughs> so it's out there. If, if you guys yeah. ever, whatever you want to do, whatever Absolutely. you want to do, it's there to do it. Absolutely, it is, it is there to do it. You just got to put a little elbow grease on it and not be afraid. Because fear, fear is a factor that will 
it, it's a factor that will chop your whole mm-hmm. life in half. Mm-hmm. We've all been fit. There, there were there were times I could have went further, and I was afraid to speak to a person. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think about it to this day. And but you know what I said? But those were hard life lessons. Right. I said I'm gonna never hold me back. Was right. there ever a time in your life where fear kicked in, and you had to like really say, okay, Mary, no, mm-hmm. go do it? Absolutely. So when I my sophomore year, when I was doing undergrad, I decided that I majored in Spanish, mm-hmm. and I decided I wanted to go live in Puerto Rico as oh, an exchange student. That's great. It was amazing. How was the food? The food was awesome. Uh, arroz y habichuelas. Arroz con pollo. Arroz con pollo, sí. But um, when I got off that plane, so mm-hmm. there's a difference between saying, I'm going to go be an exchange student uh-huh. in a country that I've never been to without my family. Yeah. Then when you get off that plane. Mm-hmm. And you were the only person you know in that country. It's a whole different world. And even though Spanish and English are their official language, you still have to navigate them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything in me wanted to be like, Mom, Dad, (laughs) I'm done. Um, Yeah. And and I feel like when you go to places like, when you go to Puerto Rico, Dominican, Mm -hmm. probably doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The Spanish you learn might not be totally Spanish they speak. So let me tell you, you, the Hickory High Spanish (laughs) that I had learned. (laughs) Oh, man. Even though it was a great foundation, it didn't prepare me for conversational, let me get a taxi, let me figure out how to get to the grocery store. Yeah. But it was the one of the scariest seasons of my life and Uh the most rewarding. That's great. I've met amazing people. I have made amazing connections. I now have a command of the Spanish language. That's great. That's great. But also when I came back, Uh it put me in a different mindset of what students who come to Mm -hmm. our schools here in our country and they don't speak Spanish or any student or any child who mm-hmm. has ever been in a room and felt like other, yes. now I knew what that felt. I didn't yeah. have to think about what that felt yeah. like. I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And to be able to say, I see you. And you don't see a lot of that in, in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like smaller, you might see that in Charlotte, Raleigh, Greensboro mm-hmm. even. But you don't see that here. I, I saw that growing up in New York. And there were times I felt bad for these kids because these kids would be from another country. i seen kids come from India yes. all over. And they were very smart, but they just didn't speak the language. Absolutely. So automatically they're deemed as stupid and things like that, which is sad. Absolutely. It's, it's really sad. Absolutely. Are you are you, are you a, a, a movie head or a, a TV head? Which I'm one? more of a movie head, even okay. though time has not yeah. afforded me. Right? Okay. Yeah. I'm more of a movie head, right? Uh-huh. But I've been trying since time doesn't afford me to uh-huh. it. I've been trying to like get into like streaming and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So you should really watch a really good show okay. on uh, it's a, it's a limited series on Amazon called Small Acts. So it touches on that. Okay. So a lot of the things that we went through and what well, our and our family went through back in the fifties, sixties, and seventies mm-hmm. in America, a lot of black people went through that in England, and a lot of them were from Barbados. A lot of them were from Trinidad, and there's like six episodes that really touch okay. on that. And there's one of them where they were marking these kids down as incompetent and stupid. But that wasn't the case. They right. just didn't want to teach it. But in all actually, these kids were smart. Absolutely. One of them became like a highly credited writer. Mm. And so when you hear stories like this, it's kind of like there's so much potential to be tapped into. Absolutely. But you can't you can't let nothing hold you back. You and can't. they were being held back. You can't. And you know? we also have to put ourselves in a position to hear them. Yes. And th- that is literally why I wrote my first book. That is, is great. Asking students, yes. what do you love? Mm-hmm. What do you like? Yeah. What's your culture? Then let's put that into the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. put that into a book. Hold let's... that thought. We, we're going to come back. Okay. We're going to take one more break. I want to talk about this book because we, we, we're going to get into this Life of Product podcast, episode 58, Growing and Glowing. We will be right back. Yeah. What up, what up, man? It's the boy Product from the Life of Product podcast. Coming through to let you guys know today's show is sponsored by Campbell Fit LLC. 
Campbell Fit LLC is a local company based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Their goal is to help and assist those with a desire to change their mind and body. Make sure you go to www.campbellfit.com. Tell them your boy product sent you. I'm out, baby. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy product. We're now back with the Life of Product podcast. I got a very big deal sitting next to me, Dr. Mary Hemphill. We're we are talking about Mary's book. I want I want you to really like break down for the people. What what in first of all, what inspired you to write it? When I talk about one minute meeting, and that's the title of my book, mm-hmm. it is about taking one minute to connect with every student in the building. Yes. What inspired it is the fact that coming from Southwest Elementary School, mm-hmm. a school that needed transformation, a school that required transformation, mm-hmm. I knew what it was like to be in an educational environment yes. where there was more. Yes. I knew there was more. Yeah. I knew there was more, even though my teachers were absolutely amazing. Yeah. I knew that there was more support. I knew there was more access. Absolutely. I also knew that there was more than just this test that we take at the end of yes. grade level. But the only way we can figure that out is by asking the students. Yes. There is yeah. literally no profession right now that doesn't ask the customer mm-hmm. what they think. Yes. So like we were talking about traveling. Yes. Before. You don't go to Delta and book a flight without getting a customer review service. Absolutely. You can't even open a bank account without Wells Fargo you saying, can. what did you think? Yes. But in education, mm-hmm. we do not ask the students, how was your experience? And that's great that you said that because they don't do that. We like, don't. They, 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 I've never had any type of form, form, or anything mm-hmm. that said, what, what was your experience like this year? And how can I, we fix it? I would have needed like three pages. <laughs> now can we, right. So the one minute yeah. meeting is for school. Yes. Teachers, anybody who works, we have after school programs that have That's adopted great. the book, but asking students, not only how are you today, uh-huh. because how many students have a caring, loving adult who is listening for the answer and is going to do mm-hmm. something about it, but also yeah. what's your greatest celebration and what's your greatest yeah. challenge, and then That's taking great, what man. they love and shifting how we do school. Yeah, I think I think we really do need to shift how we do school, because growing up in a public school education... In New York, I'm gonna keep it real. In New York, it wasn't the best. Like we, mm-hmm. I learned a lot, but the structure of it was mm-hmm. bad. I, mm-hmm. There were times when I went to school growing up in New York, and I felt like I was going to free prison. Is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. I felt like when I would walk into the lunchroom, especially when I got to high school. Listen, for y'all that don't know, before I came to North Carolina and finished high school here, I went to George W. Wingate. Yes, Wingate was bad. Mm-hmm. It was bad, and it felt like I was walking into free prison. So to come to a state like and and another thing, another issue. In school in New York, I felt like more than half of the teachers didn't even care. Mm. It was just a paycheck, you know what I mean? But there's deeper levels of conversation because as an adult, a lot of these teachers had to travel far to come to these schools. So they're traveling far. They're dealing with very bad kids, you know what I mean? And things like that. But I never felt like teachers fully cared until I kind of came down here. Then I was like, wow, you know, maybe I hated school growing up. Then I said to myself, maybe school isn't that bad. Right. You know, right. so I wish there was something that like really gave us a voice to speak on how we felt. Absolutely. That would have been amazing. And this, you know, I feel like you just smarted something. This is <laughs> this is going to catch on. It's going to catch. So. Have you gotten any positive feedback from it? I've gotten so like there's just been an outpouring of not only leaders in yeah. schools, but also outside of schools that have contacted me. So That's we're working with a, um, a district right now in New York, actually, okay. um, that has adopted the text. And I'll tell you. That's that great. this particular superintendent yeah. mm-hmm. decided that it wasn't just for teachers. Wow. He and his team took the one-minute meeting. Really? And now they're bringing in parents. And that they're saying, great. what can we do? What can we? How can we celebrate with great. you? Um, there's also a parish in Australia yeah. 
So okay. there's a school district in Australia kind of big, that has that's kind of big, man. Kind of a big deal, y'all. You yeah. know, <laughs> but you know? we're shifting the conversation, yeah. and and whether it's one school at a time or one teacher at a time, yeah. but putting students mm-hmm. where they need to be. And yes. I had a professor who told me, Mary, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Nice. And nice. we gotta stop putting kids on the menu. Yeah, you you know what? It's oh, that's a whole nother come. Yeah, <laughs> that's a there's a rabbit hole. Of things when it comes to education, man, and so me, I try to like every chance, even though I haven't done like a, too many official panels and stuff like that. I try to really talk to a lot of young kids mm-hmm. nowadays, and they need inspiration, and but they also need to be told when they're wrong, and and that's another thing too. But I, I feel like if we spark something in them, we could mm-hmm. kind of create a better world because this is bigger than just America. Absolutely, it's bigger than America. There's all there's a, there are levels to this, mm-hmm. yeah, and I feel like what you're doing is gonna crack that code. No, no problem. You're welcome. What you just said, though, they also have to know when they're wrong. We have to correct them with love. Yes, we do. But when we just shut them down completely, Mm -hmm. they are not going to come to us and share. They are not going to tell us when they have a problem. They are not going to say, hey, Marquise, like, I really need to talk with you. Because Mm -hmm. the last time they tried to do that, we were basically like, what you're going through doesn't matter. Yeah. But when you do it with love, they'll tell you everything that you need to know. Yes, they will. And you, you know these kids kind of go through more than we went through. Oh, Be, my you, a kid, if a kid, if a kid fighting now, it's all over YouTube, it's all over Instagram, it's all over TikTok, Snapchat. Uh, when when kids spread rumors around about kids, it's spreading faster like wildfire than it did twenty years ago and stuff like that. So I, me, me when I talk to these kids, I try to think about the emotions I went through mm-hmm. growing up, and I try to relate that to them and let them know you're not alone. We went through this already. Absolutely. You know, there's somebody out here that's gonna listen to you. Absolutely. And, and I also that. try to be open to the fact that yeah. they're going to share something yeah. that I may not have dealt with until adulthood, mm-hmm. but they have already been exposed to yeah. it. So you don't want to have a, yeah. your sometimes facial expressions can shut them down it or can. the shock factor. Yeah. And they're like, wait, hold on. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't. You're like, no, share. Yeah. Like, yes. let's, let's do this. Yeah. And we're going to talk. Yeah. Let's talk. There was a kid I was talking to one day. And uh, really, really, I don't want to say his name, but he was a really, really good kid, and he was kind of lost. And he was coming to me talking about how, you know, he was dealing with problems in the home, mm. and nobody would listen to him and stuff like that, and how I think one of his parents was on drugs. And I, and I, I said, look, I said, I have best friends whose mother smoke crack. I said, so anytime you want to talk, we can talk. I said, mm-hmm. I, I said, look, man, I seen it all. Mm-hmm. I said, I seen it all. So if you think I ain't seen it, it's not, trust me. Uh-huh, <laughs> you uh-huh. know what I mean? And I, I'm glad I was able to relate. It's almost as if they think that we were never young. Exactly. And right. <laughs> you're like, right. I get it. You think I was just born 215 exactly. pounds? No, man. No. Like, come on. I've been through this already. Exactly. But these kids, they really need somebody that they can, like, wholeheartedly mm-hmm. relate to. And um, whatnot. I wanted to ask you uh, another question about your book. Now, what's your book? Is your book self-published? No. So I have a publisher. Oh, wow. Yes. See? Big deal, Mary. <laughs> big deal. <laughs> I, I, turned my, I turned the publisher down when I put my book out. They were trying to get me. I, mm. I, I didn't like that. But I, I think... Being published helps 10 times more than self-publishing. It's hard to self-publish. You know, I have a publisher and I also self-published my last book. And I think that there's pros and cons. Yes. Um, When you have a publisher, you're really able to have the support with writing. Um, You have editors who are going to look over your material and tell you, this is off. We need to go back and think about this. Mm -hmm. But even... Sometimes when you self-publish, yeah. it's yours. It's raw. It's creative. It, it is. is. It that's your baby. Yes. Um. And then also sometimes when you have a publisher, mm-hmm. they'll do the marketing for you. They're like, we're yeah. gonna put it in front of this organization. We're gonna put great. that. When you self-publish, 
get ready to work <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. you are your marketing yeah. team. It, it's all so pros and cons. cons. Yeah, you know, I think to all of the writers out there, because a lot of them have asked me what I, a friend of mine, matter of fact, he's got like really, he's got like three books about to pump out. Shouts out to my homeboy Akiki. Akiki, you are not human. You're not human, bro. <laughs> he's pumping out. He's got like three books. One is a workout book. One is like an actual sci-fi novel. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the other one is. So we were actually talking. Uh, we or we talk about twice a week about this stuff. And I think he's going the publisher route, and we were just going over different things like that. So to anybody listening, like she said, what are your pros and cons? But do what works best for you. Absolutely. But make sure that when you make that decision, you are going to be uh, 100% um, happy with it. Because Absolutely. don't go one route and then a week later, you're like, no, nah, I'm not mm-hmm. happy. Because you might not be able to go mm-hmm. back and whatnot. And always ask questions. Like, never feel if a publisher comes to mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. ask all the questions. Yeah. What What are the marketing opportunities? Yeah. What are the royalty opportunities? Mm-hmm. Do I have... Do I own the copyright yes. to my own intellectual property or mm-hmm. will you? Yes. So, and there is no small or stupid question there when isn't. it is something yes. you have given birth to. Thank you for saying that because they're all publishers giving like Suge Knight death row deals out here. <laughs> I, like I said, I had turned mine down. There was a publisher out of uh, Pennsylvania. So they actually reached out to me. And at first, I'm like, oh, this is going great. So we spoke back and forth for about two weeks. Then and, and me, I'm the type of person when it comes to business, I'm straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Don't force feed me. BS. Don't do it. So I felt like they were doing that. Then when we started getting to the real stuff, it was like, okay, so we need to copyright your book. We need to, and I said, no, nope, it's already copyrighted. What are we gonna do next? Then it was like, oh, we're gonna XYZ. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. Right. I, I just wasn't. I, I felt like they wanted to take everything that I did and just transfer ownership mm-hmm. and just like kick me out of the room. Mm-hmm. And I, that was another thing. I was afraid. Me, I'm the type of person, right? If you're going to, like, take over my creativity, I got to be highly compensated for it. You got to cut a crazy check. And I'm so that. glad that you said that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm speaking to, uh, hopefully, the youth, but any individual who's yeah. listening to this podcast who believes in the core yeah. that they have something that this world needs. Yes. You have to decide before you get to the table yes. what you are worth. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you go to the table and you don't have an idea of what your book, your product, your script, your yes. music, your lyrics, your beat, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever is worth, and somebody gives you a number, yeah. you're going to be so excited mm-hmm. that somebody wants to pay you for it, yes. that you get blinded by the fact that they are undervaluing mm-hmm. the time, the Absolutely. energy the resources yes. that you have already sacrificed just to get to this yeah. point. You've done the work for them. Absolutely. And that's what they want. They, they, they are coming in. They, they come with satanic type deals to people. And people think it's crazy when I say that, but that the devil moves funny. He moves funny. He moves funny, but he moves right when the time is right. So these people will see the potential in you. They'll see that mm-hmm. you have something of value. You might have spent a couple thousand dollars putting something together and to them it's worth millions. And they see that and they want that. They, mm-hmm. they want it. They mm-hmm. want it. The, one of the best things to do in business is uh, to own something that you didn't put anything into. Mm. And this is, the, y'all better really listen to mm. me. Listen to me when I'm telling y'all. Mm. I, I tell stuff to people and they think I'm crazy mm. because I'm overpassionate when I talk no, about it. Good. Well, guess what? Y'all going to keep getting got Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but what you just said is key too because whether you write a book or you write a song, yes. you write that one time. Mm-hmm. But it is going to give you perpetual dividends yes. for the oh, rest of your life. It, 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 what? It really will. I met a guy from, um, I think it was Asheville. Mm-hmm. And he had a studio. And me and my friend Jacob was there a few years ago. And he had all kind of platinum plaques and platinum mm-hmm. records on the wall. He had a gold record from a, uh, 
artist book that I never heard of. Mm. And she was a she was a, a <laughs> white girl from Florida that never made it big up here, but was big down there. Mm-hmm. And he produced and engineered a song for her. And he told me, he said, look, he said, me and all my friends, after we stopped making music, we wrote and produced and we live off royalties. He, he, gets, he said he gets six-figure checks quarterly off of music. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. You know, and they call that evergreen. Mm-hmm. And it's because I don't have to keep going back and writing this book every no. month. I don't have to keep going back and laying this track mm-hmm. every single month. So that's yeah. what you have to understand. The key to wealth is to have not only multiple streams of income, yes. but to have something out there that's yes. going to be evergreen and is always going to come back to you. And that's the first time I heard that term, evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first time. And I'm going to make a mental note of that now, evergreen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Really, but thank you for saying that. And but about the multiple streams, I was I was uh, listening to an interview, and it was a black woman. She's a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. I hate that I cannot remember her name because mm-hmm. I'm a bad I'm bad with names. But she said, if you think you are going to get rich with one stream of income, mm-hmm. you are crazy. You are daydreaming. She said to this day, she has seven streams of income. It's a magic number. Yes, she That's has. She number. has two main streams and five side hustles. Absolutely, that bring in the five side hustles each bring in six figures. Absolutely, and yeah. you you have to have that now. Yes, because the pandemic came in you a wreck shop. Oh, the pandemic and made everybody a hustler. Exactly, everybody was hustling. Exactly, and if you it think that the one is going to survive, mm-hmm. whatever may come. Yes. Once that's gone yeah. and you go into this panic mode of like, where am I going to or how am I yeah. going to? This is all about preparing for perfect opportunities. Yes. Not being perfect. Yes. But preparing for perfect opportunities. Yes. And seven is definitely the magic yeah. number. When well, I'm not going to lie. When she's seven, seven, I, my heart kind of. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was like, uh, the dude from, from San Francisco, <laughs> the father. I was just a big one. I was like, seven. I, was seven. Meals. I don't know if I, that's I don't know. It. I that's was it. like, maybe four, maybe, yeah. maybe four. I don't know. But seven, but it's a realistic number. It is. When you think about it, it's yeah. scary, but it's mm-hmm. realistic. But it makes it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. They, I don't care if you're selling red beans out here. I don't care if you're selling yellow corn. Sell the best yellow corn on the block. I don't care what it is. Just make sure it's legal because I'm tired of seeing y'all go to jail. I'm tired of of our people dying and stuff. I'm I'm sick of it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I support the I support the hustle. I support the mm-hmm. legal hustle. I got to a point I had to stop supporting, you know, the the illegal hustle. I've never been an illegal person like that. But I had to like emotionally separate myself yes. from it because if I want better, we got to do better. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I really, a lot of black men out out here have so much potential. Black women have so much potential. And it's it's there, you know what I mean. It's 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 there, but we have to tap into it. We do. We have like, to how tap do we get to that it. point where? How does a person get to that point where they say, you know what, I got so much potential, but I'm not living up to it? How does that person get there? You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Ah, thank you. And you, thank you. You have to get somewhere, and you have to log off. Yes, you do. You have to turn off. I take my my social media breaks here mm-hmm. and there. You have to. And you have to really sit there and you mm-hmm. have to sit in your stuff. Yes, you do. And once mm-hmm. you are like, okay, this area is going great. I mm-hmm. love it. But there's this one issue. Yes. That everywhere I go, it doesn't matter if it's personal, professional. Yes. It doesn't matter if I'm traveling or if I'm at home. It is eating at me or it's yes. affecting me. And you have to work on that thing. You do. You do. Yes. And when we get comfortable with who we are, mm-hmm. then I can go and have a conversation with yes. you. Mm-hmm. Because I know that you're not personally Absolutely. attacking me. I yes. know that you are my constructive critic. Yes. I know that you're my advocate. Yes. And I don't have this Absolutely. defensive posture 
where I'm trying to prove myself. Yeah. Because people yes. only try to prove themselves when they don't know who like they are. Like when the person they're talking and they're like this the whole time. Body Arms language. Closed, yeah, body language rolling is rolling their eyes. Mm-hmm. You do not know if you're ever gonna end up on the elevator with the next individual yeah. who is gonna invest in you becoming what it is you want to become. Isn't that crazy? And if you're defensive about it, mm-hmm. here's the biggest thing I would say is that every interaction mm-hmm. you have, I do not care if you're talking to somebody at the yes. grocery store. I don't care if you're liking something yeah. on Twitter. I don't care if you're posting something on Instagram. Yeah. Everything you do is your brand. It is. And it how is. you show up determines whether people want to rock really with you. Is. It really is. And thank you for saying that. You know, like, social media is, like, one of the biggest tools we, nev- we, mm-hmm. we have now for business to connect, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't have this 25 years ago and stuff like that. When Mm-mm. the internet first started booming, and I remember... um. Going from New York and coming to Hickory High, mm-hmm. when I would get there, so the kids on the bus was bad. We would get to school before the lights got cut on. I immediately, as soon as they opened the library, I would go to the library. Mm-hmm. And I would just start. This is before Google. I was on Yahoo heavy, looking up everything I could look up, learning everything yeah. I could learn. Uh-huh. So you have to really understand, like now, and that was before social media was big. Mm-hmm. That was before MySpace. You know what I'm saying? MySpace <laughs> came. All these different websites, Black Planet, Pax, all kind of stuff and things like that came, right? Then we had the Facebook kind of colonized mm-hmm. everything. You know, mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg is ahead of us. Don't forget AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> Ooh, AIM was like, oh, man. That dial-up. Yes. You know what, <laughs> what, what the crazy experience was? When I, nobody down here had sidekicks. It was like a New York thing, New York, mm-hmm. New Jersey thing. If you had a sidekick, your AIM experience was like on a whole nother level. Oh. It was on a whole nother level, okay. man. I, my, my sidekick broke and it couldn't flip no more. <laughs> I got rid of it. But it was a whole different thing. But mm-hmm. your brand, your brand is your baby. Your, your brand, brand is, is your baby. baby. It's what you're giving birth to your whole style. Yes. And if you want to, you want to be the flyest person out here when it comes to your brand. You do. You don't want to. You don't want to miss a beat. And you want to be so sure in who you are that people can't get you off brand. Yes. Yes. Because it's off brand moments that mm-hmm. wreck reputations. You know, people will remember the off brand moment. They oh, will remember the They won't the remember other the stuff. thousands of good they will, things they that you won't. did. They will not. Yeah. No. We're going to, okay. One more break, Life of Product Podcast. We're going to come back. I want to, let's remember that because I got a bad memory. And I want us to really dig deep into that. We, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to kick some cans over. <laughs> I'll be right back. Have you thought of investing money in the stock market? Well, what's holding you back? Is it the fear of losing your hard-earned money? Don't have the time to babysit your investments? Or are you afraid of the unknown? Well, get ready. We have a proven system that's successfully running for the past six years, helping our clients make winning trades with our artificial intelligence-based software. Call now to get in on our free live daily trading sessions as seats are limited. Call 727-597-4377 or visit us at www.sleep.com. Sleepandtrade.com. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's your boy Product. We're now back with the Life of Product Podcast. I got my girlfriend, Dr. Mary Hempel, on the show. We we were talking on the last segment um, about, you know, a person's brand is their baby mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, man, so my group chat has been lit. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple group chat with, with family members and stuff like that. And we've been really talking about the whole situation that happened at the Oscars and things like that. With Will Smith, I think it's unfortunate that, like you said, your brand is your baby. Nobody's talking about I Am Legend. Nobody's talking about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We're all talking about the slap is what we're all talking about. Now, we all have our different of opinions on it. And I don't like to like talk about violence on the show. I feel like sometimes you have to choose violence. There's a time and a place. But I 100% am not mad at him for protecting his wife. 
I'm I'm not mad. I'm actually more mad at Chris Rock for choosing that time and place to do that. And a lot of y'all don't know, the Oscars was produced by a black man. It was produced by Will Packer. So it's like, fam, you just like, it's like when you go to the cookout and your uncles like start fighting and they get drunk. I've seen that. Right. Listen to my to my I'm sorry, but to my family that's listening, y'all remember when Lolo and Sean fought and Lincoln Terrace at the barbecue? Y'all remember that? Yeah, we can talk about that. But we all love each other. You know what I'm saying? That was and, and you know, there's another aspect of this whole Oscar situation now, things we have yeah. discussed, is you know, whether you have these two icons and this, mm-hmm. and everybody's talking about the slap. Yeah. As a leader and as somebody who protects their brand, you have to remember that your actions have unintended consequences they do. because nobody is talking about anybody else. Nobody. There were so many firsts yes. that yeah. happened. Quest Love got his man. Nobody's talking about that. So you have to remember that your brand can also distract can. from the stories that mm-hmm. other people need it to can. tell and yes. other people need to hear. I didn't even know Beyonce performed at the at the Oscars. Nobody I was, was like, wait a minute, it. what? <laughs> I didn't even know the Oscars was happening that mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. and and the whole slap thing. I, w- I was hanging out that night, and all of my people just hit me up like, "Yo, son, you saw the slap." I'm like, "Wait, what's, what are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about." So I go on Instagram before I was going in the place I was going. I'm sitting in my mm-hmm. car, and I'm like, "Wow, mm-hmm. like, is this real?" That's right. the first question we all ask. Right? Is this real? Is this ha- it, is it staged? Yeah, so. I don't think it was staged, but I, I, it, it hurt me to see it come to that. Mm-hmm. But like I said on so the last podcast, I, it was called "Get Jiggy with It," <laughs> and I was talking about it. It, it it really I'm I'm not gonna lie to you like watching Will Smith talk and tear up it almost made me tear up because I feel like we've been laughing at this man for the last couple of years you know it's it's hard to see people have never fully respected him that he was the first rapper to get a Grammy mm-hmm. nobody fully respected mm-hmm. him for that because he wasn't using profanity mm-hmm. then when Eminem downed him everybody wanted to jump on a bandwagon mm-hmm. he went through the whole entanglement thing with his wife you know it came out the sexuality stuff about his kids. So I can only imagine the pain he's been going through right. in his household, right. no matter what their business is. And then that that all came out. I, it absolutely it did. came out. That I night. say this all the time: mm-hmm. every behavior yes. communicates something. So yes, like it we does. haven't seen each other for decades. Yes. When I saw you, I smiled at you. Yes, like absolutely. that communicates something. However, yes. when an adult does something that is completely off brand. Mm-hmm. They're going back to a space mentally where yes. their trauma first happened. Thank you so much. And we are that. all dealing yeah, with some level of something. Yes. But our behavior, whether you manage it or not, yes. is communicating something. Because there's some people out there that are smiling in mm-hmm. our face and they are hurting. They are. They, they are really hurting. Are. So they are. for that whole situation, every behavior communicates something. There's a lot of different messages. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that to unpack and to discuss about it, yeah. but at this end of the day, as a human being, mm-hmm. it played out all of that yes. playing out on a world stage. It opened up some Ooh. really needful conversation. It, it really did open up some needful conversation. And the funny thing about it, I, I love listening to people talk. Mm-hmm. I love listening to people talk. Right? I'm not. I'm. I'm the. I'm the most openly private person you'll ever meet in life. Right? So, like, creative conversations is what it really drives me. Mm-hmm. It gets me going. And to really go online and just, like, I'll go online. I won't say anything, but I'll read a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. And to read the thoughts on all these different, whether they were famous people, business people, whatever, to read everybody's thoughts on it. I'm, I've been just like, wow. Like, the meme, you know, he was like this. It's, it's, it's shocking to me mm-hmm. to hear everybody 
I, me, I'm the type of person, I hate when people villainize a person. Mm-hmm. I hate when people villainize a person, especially when that person's back was put against the wall. And it's like, I, I really feel like Chris Rock should have really chose his words wisely and really thought about that before mm-hmm. he did that because that was not the time and place. Right. And there's all. a backstory. And, and like, yeah. and just to bring it this all full circle yeah. is that our, our children are also watching they us. They are. And they're mm-hmm. reading the same things you're reading. Yes. And they are forming opinions. They are. About how they want to mm-hmm. show up in this world. Yeah. So it, it is mm-hmm. imperative to us as we yes. talk about growing and glowing mm-hmm. that every day we're doing something yes. that grows us, stretches us, and may be uncomfortable, but it's necessary. Absolutely. But also that we are we are the light. We and are. you can either shine a light on people's stuff mm-hmm. or you can dim it. Mm. Wow, I've never heard anybody put it like that. <laughs> never heard anybody put it like that. But that is absolutely true. And it, I love that King Richard movie. I mm-hmm. thought it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And it hurts that that happened on that, on that night. night. That I think, I, I'm I'm going to, real talk, right? I think Will, Will Smith is one of the greatest actors ever. And the King Richard movie and Pursuit of Happiness are two of my favorite movies. I thought Pursuit of Happiness was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I actually started following the guy who played. Mm-hmm. He's like an older gentleman now. He's very... Wealthy, but he's very humble. Mm-hmm. And to like be able to go on his social media and watch him do the things day to day that he does, and from sleeping in bathrooms, that was a very great movie. And I, I, now, and now you're gonna have like, I'm just waiting for the memes now. But we've already seen the memes, but I think more memes are gonna come. And I also feel like the younger generation watching it now, you know, these kids are very hypersensitive. Mm-hmm. They can't take a joke. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna not tolerate a joke and stuff like that. Some stuff you got to just say, ah, ha, ha, okay, whatever. But now it's going to get to a point now where these kids now that are watching, or even people our age, because social media influences us too, Mm -hmm. now they're going to feel like, I'm smacking people all summer. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Because it's going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. It's going to really, I I, I really hope this, well, I kind of do feel like this settles back. Just like like a little bit. Just just a little bit, you know. Uh, well, I don't think the Oscars are gonna are gonna like send out the invites to <laughs> next year. Everybody that they got, man, it, it's kind of crazy. But um, hopefully, like, I really hope that they can publicly sit down and, and show everybody that they got past mm-hmm. it, even if it's just for show. Still do it right. because people need to see that mm-hmm. and and whatnot. I was so with Will Smith, right? That since we're talking about Will Smith, I, I really feel for him right now with everything going on. So he wrote, a, I think, a book recently. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a, a, a video and he was reading an excerpt, an excerpt from the book for the first time, like the intro, and his daughter just bawled in tears. And it, was, it hurt watching that because mm-hmm. here is, you know, to a little girl, her father's a, a hero. That's her mm-hmm. Superman. And to watch her Superman break down and cry about the things he went through in life, being called soft and his trials and tribulations, it was like emotional, mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. watching it. But I'm glad that he had the strength to do that. Absolutely. And he's been putting a lot of his life out mm-hmm. lately and stuff, which is not easy. And so, you know, that's, I'm so glad that you said that as we talk about just leadership in general, there are no haters when you're behind the scenes. Mm. But this it's when you put your story out yes. there and you put all the yeah. details out there. So every day, yes. you and I, we're writing our story. Yeah. And one day, we could be so big and so famous mm-hmm. that people are reading the biography. Yeah. We get to control, to some degree, yeah. what that story and narrative is going to be it's like. True. And all of it is not going to be pretty. It's not. It's really not. And, and please, thank you for saying that because people think everything has to be roses and berries. Mm. No, no. The real, the, the real, the mm-hmm. real stuff in life is dark. 
Mm-hmm. It's dark mm-hmm. and it's very uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. And, and but on the other side of it, because it comes to pass, it doesn't yes. come to stay. Mm-hmm. You can either say, "What did I learn from this? How can I get better so I yeah. don't find myself in that situation again?" Mm-hmm. Or I'm just going to keep doing it because it's like this adrenaline rush, and I'm comfortable yeah. in this yes. cycle of chaos. Did you ever experience, uh, as of recently, with everything that you you're doing, great things, like really great things? Did you have, as of recently? Or just the last few years alone, have you experienced hating, like people hating on you or mm-hmm. negativity? Absolutely. How do you deal, deal with that? Um, I remember a quote from uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes who mm. said, you're never going to have a hater doing better than you. Wow. Um, so, for instance, millionaires do not worry about thousandaires they really saying don't. anything they about don't. them. They really don't. Celebrities do not mm-hmm. care about the comments that Joe they, Blow they or don't. Susie Sally they Sunshine don't. has said over here. Yeah. So I understand that when people say things, mm-hmm. when people do things, or when people have that type of hate, mm-hmm. there's something in me that they don't have that they want, or there's a level that they're trying to get to that they're not sure how to get to in mm-hmm. terms of just their energy, time, and resources. Absolutely. But That's powerful. to know that it's coming from a place of lack mm-hmm. and not from a place of positivity. That's powerful. So you got to position it. That's powerful. They, and, and I'm glad you said that because there are people that don't know how to Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people are used to winning. They've been winning their whole mm-hmm. life, and that first loss is gonna hurt them. They when they start, when everybody's not agreeing with what they say and yeah. liking and stuff. It, like I went through that at one point. Like I, when I was really doing music heavy, I had videos on Vlad TV, World Star, and all that. Mm-hmm. And to see the negative comments, and I was like, "Wow, this is crazy, man!" Like it, it, it didn't really bother me because mm-hmm. I have like still in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't, it didn't really, really hit me that hard. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, man, these people. I went. I'm like, I want, and I said to myself, I wonder how many of y'all actually proofread your hating comments before you posted it. You know, I was eating chicken wings, and I'm uh-huh. like, wow, and I'm like uh-huh. dipping them in ranch, like this is crazy. You know what I mean? And think for me, what could you have used that energy for? Yes, you could have been building yours you really versus tearing mine down. Yes, and and I think people nowadays with social media get a kick out of tearing down a house. Mm. They will get a kick out of it, out mm-hmm. of tearing the house down, mm-hmm. which is, which is to me, is scary. Mm-hmm. Because if they'll go on social media to tear your house down, what will they do in real life? Well, a lot of times those haters don't even have their picture as their there profile. You, there you go. So, there you go. Yeah. listen, their thumbs or are going to do... You know? Yeah, their thumbs are going to do more talking than their feet. That's crazy. That, that oh man. The whole, I got catfish one time when they, somebody... I had took a social media break, and a bunch of people hit me up and was like, who is this? And some... I don't know if it was a dude, female, whatever. And they had, like, pics of me. And this guy was like, he was on Instagram macking hard. I mm-hmm. was like, wow, he's really going in. Mm-hmm. This, that, but it was not me. And it was, it was crazy to me to see that somebody, these people, I'm not even a famous person. Like these people really want to be you on the low and they will really go to the point where they will steal your pictures and just pretend and put on this facade that they are somebody else. And we don't know who that person is. And even more so right now, yeah. we must protect our digital image. And our digital yeah. property. So Absolutely. just to bring all of that yeah. full circle. What you sure. put out there, even when you delete it. It's still out there. It is. It is. It is. There. Look how many. There, there are artists that. Uh, I remember there was an artist named McCone. And going up on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. He was signed to Drake. <laughs> and after that song dropped. And it was a hit record. People pulled up a tweet from like three years before mm-hmm. that. Of him talking about Drake. And he immediately got dropped from the mm-hmm. label. And it's like. Wow, on one side of the coin, I think it's funny that he talked about Drake and was signing Drake, 
But on the other side of the coin too, at what point can we like respect people's opinion? Mm -hmm. If that's how he felt at the time, like kind of let's kind of like let's mm -hmm. not get mad at that man right. for that. But we'll 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 I think with black culture, when it comes to music, when it comes to our actors and things like that, we kind of go a little too deep into it. When we we'll have the same energy towards a football team and stuff like that, but it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. what do you feel like the connection that we have with on the on the urban artistry side, do you think it's great to be so connected or should we kind of fall back a little bit? I definitely think there needs to be a balance. Then, yes. I definitely think it needs to be balanced. We put people on pedestals, but then we yeah. get mad when they fall. Yes. But nobody asks you to put them up there in yes. the first place. Absolutely. But Absolutely. you have to remember, celebrities are human. They are. They just happen to be humans yes. you know about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just thank you for saying that. We, we really put them up. We make them royalty. Uh -huh. They're like royalty for us. And it's like, okay, that person like wakes up ugly like all of us, all right? They wake up bags under their eyes. Let's yeah. not like pretend like they or like coming from heaven, descended down, mm. and like I'm famous. Look at me. It, it doesn't work like that. But that's just, I think that's a scary thing. I think we are too attached to the wrong things. I think we need to be more attached to people like you that are active in the community that are making a difference. And I'm not shaming celebrities mm -hmm. at all. But mm -hmm. I just think I think that we are too. We uh, the fact that a person's job can be to sit here and write a blog about a celebrity mm -hmm. and down them that is scary to me. Mm -hmm. Very scary. And again, when we talk about just freedom of speech connected to the fact that everybody mm -hmm. has a Wi-Fi connection, yeah, your brand is everything. It is. <laughs> I, I met a girl years ago, and we had kind of like started talking. We didn't date, but this was years ago. And she uh, had just recently stopped working for some blog site and was going to go back into it. And she kept asking me, well, what about this person? I said, I don't call me no more. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was scary to me. Mm -hmm. it, it was scary. Mm -hmm. Just the energy of it just really bothered me. And stuff like that for a person who sits behind a keyboard all day mm -hmm. fumbling information like right. that. It, 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 to me, I, I think that's just as damaging as a person that robs stores. Mm -hmm. it, it holds the same weight, you know. Absolutely. But we don't, we don't look at we it. We don't like look that at it at, at all. When, when writing your book, did, were there any points that you kind of became discouraged? Did, did you want to quit at any point? There, there were points where I wanted to become discouraged, but there were points where I asked myself, mm -hmm. "Are people going to understand?" Yes. And when you're writing something that is your truth, yes. you want to be able to give it the credibility that mm -hmm. it deserves. But you ask yourself, like, okay, yeah. if the teacher in Colorado, yeah. I've never been to Colorado, yeah. but if a teacher in Colorado picks this book up, are the students in her classroom going mm -hmm. to get the help they need? Or is she going to close this book and put it down because mm -hmm. it doesn't resonate? That is, yeah. With anything creative, even a song. Yeah. I, don't, I can't think of an artist that puts out a song and is like, is this going to hit? Yeah. Is mm -hmm. this going to resonate with somebody? But the fact of the matter is, just like what you were saying, yeah. there is going to be someone mm -hmm. who, it does not matter if you say, here is a million dollars. Why did you not give me a million and one? <laughs> so you cannot yeah. please everybody. You but can. what you can do you is can. know that you know that you know that yes. it's your truth. Oh, man. Thank you for saying that because there are people that would do that. There are. There are, there are people that would do that. Mm -hmm. it, it's... Oh, Man, I would so I since I do a podcast, right? I try to research and listen to other podcasts, mm -hmm. and they were talking about a producer that was on the second Fifty Cent album, right? Now I know I know a lot about music. One, even though the music game has changed with streaming, traditionally one point on the album was eight cents. Mm -hmm. So Fifty Cent went to a producer, and he told the producer, he said, "Here's the thing: the album is dropping. It was the second album. He said I can either either give you thirty thousand or I can give you a half a point or mm -hmm. whatever." 
And the guy, I think a half a point or a point, let's just say a point, producer didn't really know much. He said, no, give me that 30000 And he was like, oh, are you stupid? Like, do you really understand what mm-hmm. this is going to do, right? So the, he gives the guy 30000 God walks away with the 30000 That album went like double platinum. It went like that. And it was still like selling. Double platinum was like the rough number, yeah. I believe. So he could have, that would have been eight cent oh, times two million man. and then more or whatnot. And Man, you could have like really, you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. So you you're right. That person might get a million dollars and they say he throw an extra dollar in there. Where's my extra dollar? Which is scary. What do you want to make? Chicken sandwich? Okay, yeah. here's an extra dollar. I'll make you happy. But it's it's scary how we will get like we'll get like a, a diamond put in front of us and we'll still demand more. We will demand more. I think that's a humanity issue. And to, and all of that because we forgot. Mm-hmm. Where we came, we don't remember the day yeah. where we couldn't. One couldn't even spell diamond. Yes. <laughs> Two, we didn't even know what a diamond looked like, sound like, no. felt like. But nope. then, for some reason, we get it in front of us. Yes. And we're like, this is not enough. Mm-hmm. Like despise yes. literally not the days of small beginnings. Yes. Because, and I'm telling you, when you come from a space like this, yeah, and and you get to those spaces, I always try mm-hmm. to remember. Like I remember the days where I didn't, I couldn't just hop on a plane and just go, or, mm. or you know, where I couldn't say that I had a book out there. Yeah, you have to be grateful. Yes, you so have right. to be grateful. You are so right. These are these are amazing opportunities that not everybody gets. No, they really don't. They, I, I know people growing up in Brooklyn that didn't even know how to get across town to Bushwick, mm. <laughs> and it was like, oh, are you serious? Like mm. I had a guy want. This is before the GPS time, and I had a guy tell me. He was like, yo, I got to get the uh, Broadway. I'm like, fam, like, nah, I, I, no. I said, find out on your own. I was mm-hmm. that mad about mm-hmm. it. But it's 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 scary, man. I tell people all the time, like, okay, you see me, you, you see this, but you don't know. I grew up in a one-bedroom apartment with roaches. Like, this is, the story is very deep. Mm-hmm. So I got to a point in life, anytime I conversate with somebody for opportunity to come, I fall back first and I take a minute to think about everything before yeah. I make a decision. Because yeah. I have lost opportunities with just spur of the moment right. reactions and it's hurt me. Right. And I thought about it a year, two years later, like, wow, that could have really been big for me. Mm-hmm. But I messed up, mm-hmm. you know? So, but I'm man enough to admit that it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts because I missed out on big opportunities. But sometimes I look at it like maybe it wasn't for me. Maybe it was meant for me to mess it up so now I can grow. Right. Because I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't have an office. I might just be like working for that person. Exactly. And that's a scary thing too, you know? Exactly. It's very, oh my gosh. You know, the, the ultimate goal for people is people like me and yourself, we want to at a certain point want we want to wake up and do what we want to do that day. Yeah. That is the ultimate goal, yeah. right? But if you don't get there, that's fine. You mm-hmm. tried and you created great memories. Mm-hmm. You made money getting there. Mm-hmm. But the point is you tried. Exactly. You pushed for it. Now what if you didn't push for it? Exactly. That's a scary thing. Exactly. You, you don't want to be that shoulda, woulda, coulda person. It, you, or you know? wake up with so many regrets. <laughs> that mm-hmm. just I refuse to do that in life. That yeah. that is the one thing I refuse. Yeah. I am not trying to wake up every day and just angry at the last 20 years. Right. You know, because the older you get, the harder it is. Very much yeah. so. You and know? you don't have your energy anymore. You don't have yeah. your ideas anymore. So you, you've got to live every day. No, all you have is that, that love seat in TV. That's mm. what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm scared of the love seat. I'm scared ah. of it. It frightens me so much. So, with everything, before we wrap the show, right, for everything that you're doing, where do you, not where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be? with everything within five years, a, a five-year trajectory, when that fifth year comes, mm-hmm. where is Mary Hemphill going to be? Um, in five years, my goal is to be at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as oh, the Secretary of Education of the United great. States of America. 
that's bad traffic. But listen, <laughs> you're gonna get there. You are gonna get there. I believe you're gonna get there. You. I, I believe you're gonna get there. And I and I think that since you are focused on getting there, that's gonna make it a lot easier. That is gonna, yo, welcome. It's gonna make it a lot easier. Thank you so much for coming through oh, to the listen, show. It was, a pleasure. Uh, it was great. Listen, a lot of young kids are listening to the show, and I check the analytics now, and I really hope that y'all soaked up some game from my good friend Mary. <laughs> Please, because a lot, a lot of kids are hitting me up. Like they'll email me. Up, so the email, if you guys want to ask a question, it's lifeofproduct at gmail.com. That is P R O D U K. So some of them they'll hit me on there. Some of them they'll message me on Instagram and stuff like that, seeing that they're rocking with the show. Mm-hmm. Take what you guys learned today seriously. Please take it seriously and and understand that no matter what beginning you come from, I don't care if you started ahead of everybody, you can keep staying ahead. If yes. you started behind everybody, it, you, this is not a this is not a rat race. You know what I'm saying? It's not a sprint. It's the you know the longer you have to run. What is what's the term said that when it comes to a race, the the slow pace wins the race. It's something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. But understand that you you don't have to move at the same pace as everybody else. And your only competition. Is yes. yes, 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 yes. So stay humble. Pray, please pray. I'm a firm believer in Absolutely. that. And do what you got to do and rock out. I don't care how tired you are on a Monday. Get up. <laughs> and do it. Get up and make it happen. Thank you so much, Mary, Absolutely. for coming through to the show. Can you tell everybody how they can find you? Absolutely. So on Instagram, it's the Limitless Lady. On Twitter, it's Limitless underscore underscore lady. And then you can also go to my website, www.beadlimitlessleader.com. That is great. You know, your, your name is dope, the Limitless Lady. I feel like you already set the bar to be high. Is the, you have a very dope name. You know, some people uh, their their social media names are kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. We're gonna get to that. But it's great. Thank you so much for You're coming welcome. to the show. It is a life of product podcast. Shouts out to Inca. Shouts out to Sleeping Trade Campbell Fitness. Shouts out to Zanscraft Studios, who was actually one of the newest uh, sponsors of the show. We out, baby. Yeah.